Hairdressing, business, beauty, products, people, interviews, fitness, health, well-being. I'm Nathan Plumridge and welcome to Hair Life. Can you do me a favour? Hit the subscribe button or the share button wherever you can see it. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to Hair Life. Now, on this week's show, I get the pleasure of talking to the fabulous Jane Lewis Orr. I'm going to apologize for the background noise that you may hear during this recording as we recorded it live at Salon International. So there's a little bit of background feedback. But other than that, the content is absolutely fantastic, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Hair Life. Now, my incredible guest today is someone who really does not need an introduction because Jane Lewis Orr is quite simply a hair industry icon. Her passion for the industry over the last 25 years as the executive director of Hairdressers Journal is why Jane is so well respected by just about every hairdresser I know. Jane, Welcome to Hair Life. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you very much for asking me. I'm very oh, excited. I'm so excited. You have been somebody that I have followed through the industry I for did. a very long time. <laughs> I feel like I've grown with you. Oh, I like that. I like that. You know, um, I feel like I started at a very similar time, yep. uh, which was mid-90s. Yeah, so I was earlier than that. So I've done 25 years at the helm of HJ. I've done, I'm not going to say how long, but longer than that on the brink. But yeah, really? so 97 was when I started and actually took responsibility for the journal and the brand so was it were they all gym what you kind of joined at the same time? Or? Yeah, so um at the time the group had um team magazine and exhibitions and events which I was working on and then in ninety seven I took responsibility for Heather's journal as well, um, from a content point of view. So we came group right. editor. Um and then kind of the role changed and evolved and to the situation I'm in now, position I'm in now. Which is four companies now? So we have the brands we have in the portfolio are Hedges Journal, Professional Beauty, Aesthetic Medicine, Modern Barber, and World Tomorrow and Wellness. Wow. Um, obviously, we do events, awards, magazines, websites, social channels, um, that go alongside all of those. It's quite busy. It sounds we're going to get to that. I'm going to deep dive into some of them. So you've obviously been in the business for a long time. So take me back to that first point when... You started at HJ as... Oh, so I started, and I'm very proud of this. I started off the junior secretary to one of our now sales directors. Um, really? Straight from school, and um, I just had my 17th birthday. I'd done a secretarial course. I didn't want to go to university, and the company that we were formerly owned by ran a um, recognised journalistic training programme, and that's what I was set on doing. Um, there were over 100 titles there across a million different sectors, and I wanted Hair and Beauty. It was really fortunate that I landed a role on Hair and Beauty. And frankly, I'd have taken any role on really? there to get the market. Yeah, and did you have a background? No, I didn't. Um, not at all. My auntie was a hairdresser, um, but that was that was it, really. But I just, when you worked in uh, at Reed with all the different titles, you could tell the people that were coming to see the hairdressers journal team. They were just vibrant and fun and enigmatic. And I was like, that's just going to be a cool place to hang out. And it, and I've never gone away. You're still here. You're I still like rocking it. it. So during that. that time, yeah. so you started off, so you yeah. got in. 
how did you grow so kind of rapidly? Um, I, I don't know if it was rapid, but, you know, you can't get away from hard work and experience. And I made myself available to do the evenings, do the weekends. So I was doing a, an administrative job and actually administering um, some of the exhibitions and that kind of stuff, as well as using sales team. And we had a great editor at the time. Um, and then I started writing bits of new products um, and then eventually moved fully into an editorial role. So as an editorial assistant, then I became a features writer, features editor, deputy editor, and then editor of our beauty magazine. Um, and then I became editor-in-chief of the Journal and the beauty titles. And then I'm always there. fascinated by that role as an editor yeah. because it feels it feels it's difficult because you're putting together this this thing that somebody's going to purchase off a shelf and it's subjective exactly how do you in that role what was what was the thing that you would continue to strive and push for for me it still is it's about being fair so we will always write about people brands individuals regardless of whether they're we write for our readers we write for our users online um, and so whilst obviously commercially you have to have the commercial aspect of running a magazine, we're lucky because our brand partners, distributors, suppliers recognise the fact that we write our editorial for our readers and that makes it authoritative, independent and honest. Um, and that will be the case until I decide I don't want to do it anymore because absolutely that, I believe, is what sets part of makes it different. Um, our content is written for the hairdresser and all the beauty therapists, depending on what title of ads you're reading. But it's about making sure the content is written for the market and it's honest and true. And have you, during that time, have you sort of stuck with like the same team? Because ultimately, I think the success of any business yeah. generally is having like a loyal group around you. Yeah, we have. I mean, I work, um, so one of our sales directors I've worked with for 25 years, the other one I've worked with for the last 30 years. From a content point of view, the team has changed. Um, and so I think that's a good thing too, because new people bring new ideas, fresh yeah. ideas, they do things differently. Um, I suppose I've been the constant, so I'm a custodian of the brand. Um, but, you know, the team have the bandwidth and the space to, you know, they, they absolutely own the content and who they want to talk to. Um, and yeah. is it a mix? Is it a mix of male and female or is it? It varies. So at the really? moment, we are a predominantly female team. Wow. Um, really? But it does vary. We do have a mix. And, you know, we're, for me, I want, obviously, you need great journalists, but you need, you need people who love and respect the craft as much as I do. And yeah. I think I'm probably a frustrated hairdresser deep down. Um, <laughs> There is nothing that you will find upsets me more or gets me on my soapbox weekend and some say I'm just a hairdresser. Yeah. Um, you guys literally change people's lives and don't realise you're doing it. And the only good thing to come out of COVID was that hairdressing became recognised as the fourth emergency service. Oh. And actually, we were all desperate. I went back to get my hair cut because I clearly didn't touch my hair at all for the entire time. Um, and I cried because it was just such a good feeling to, you know, it really does make or break how you feel. And you guys have that magic. It's interesting because I'm already the hairs on the back of my neck went up then because having been through that experience as a salon owner oh. and then coming out the other side and seeing how my team were affected oh, by it is insane. And even yeah. now, we're still, the industry is ultimately still feeling. It's still recovering. Yeah. Absolutely. Massively. And we'll be a wider recovery. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, the, the pandemic changed how some people want to work and that's fine. You just need to adapt to that. But I think what we have to do collectively and as a united front is make sure that people know that hairdressing is a fantastic place to work. The opportunities in the industry can give you a second to none. You know, I would have been very happy if I, my son wanted to be hairdressing because you can travel the world, 
it could be self-made, it could be successful. You're, the only thing that limits you is your own imagination. It's not your age, it's not your sexual orientation, it's not anything. The only thing that limits you is your own imagination. It's so true. It's so, so true. And yeah. the opportunities are there for the people that want to work hard, but That's it's hard, hard work, and we shouldn't underestimate that. And I think... We've also seen people focus on, oh, you know, you can go into this and that, but being a hairdresser, working behind a chair in a salon, running a column, wherever you run it, whether you go freelance or you do it in a factory, it's a wonderful place to be. Yeah. It keeps on giving to the people that you are offering your service to. Do you know what's lovely? Is it's really, I can see why you've been so successful in the time that you have been. It's ultimately, it's so driven by passion. Oh, I, I love this market. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I think that's the thing. My I've, third child. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> My sons are actually here, so I probably shouldn't say that, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. The thing is with it, I found it even more so since doing the show, yeah. because I'm now kind of getting much deeper with yeah. other salon owners and industry professionals. And you really see what it is. And it's so interesting that you talk about the value, yeah. because that's the thing that I'm ultimately trying to kind of bring more, is people need to realise the value of what it's like to be a hairdresser. I mean, I... I, I can't say it's incredible. I can say it's incredible because I've spent my life with hairdressers and I see what they do and I see how they do it. Um, but what a gift to be able to make you feel so much better about themselves. Like whatever, so, you know, hairdressers are with you at your best and worst times in your life. You know? Your hairdressers are there when you get married, when you have a family. They're there when your hair falls out because you've had a baby. Yeah. You know, they're, they're there for those tough times. They're there when you lose a relative. And actually, it's the, the constant. And I'm as guilty as anybody else. I tell my hairdresser more than I tell anybody else. So, so to do with the mirror? Yeah, it's like you're talking to yourself. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. You trust yourself. I right? studied the psychology yeah, behind true. it, and it's all to do with the mirror, yeah. because you are literally talking to yourself. But it is, hairdressers have an amazing empathy and that skill for making people feel great, and you have how tough life is going on around them. And I think that's, you know, that's a talent. And it, I am hugely passionate about. Kind of just installing the virtues of the craft and why it's such a good place to be because it really we're here today and so we're at Bowen International and you know there's a train strike it hasn't stopped anyone getting here has it no. the place is budding um, and actually they're here because they share that value that value of wanting to learn and and no matter at what stage you're in your career you know Anthony Stella's coming but because he wants to see he wants to learn he can never stop looking learning isn't it and that's just such a cool thing and if we can help facilitate that then that's it that's huge and how have you and over that time like what's what's the biggest changes that you've seen? I mean, obviously the kit and the technology, yeah. I mean, the biggest change, and this just shows how old I am, um, obviously there was no internet when we started. So people are brands in their own right now, their social media following and their social following. And that is great. We can't replace face-to-face, personally. Yeah. And I don't think that's being a dinosaur. I think there is something about human touch. And we all felt that even more during the pandemic. When yeah. we couldn't see and, you know, we have great tools to help ex- Explore and share and demonstrate and showcase great hair and great technique, great colour and great everything. But you still have to deliver when you've got the client sat in front of you with the chair. And you can never afford for anyone to lose that ability to be able to speak to people that empathy, that understanding, that lack of questions. And it's interesting because I think this is even like coming back today, yeah. being here. I think that's the one thing, actually getting hairdressers back together. Because yeah. I've just been walking what around all morning. Time. I mean, it's just the coolest place to hang out. Yeah. I love it. I love it how, um, I don't know, this year, I 
been three. So we... No, so we only missed one year. So we so missed 2020, and last year we were the first show to run. Well, right. pretty much worldwide, Salon International was the first show to run in hairdressing last year. Was it really? Yeah, and wow. it was great. Because so... it feels quite relaxed this year. Everybody's just like, you know, walking around, chilled out, yeah. enjoying themselves. I've been amazed just people I've spoken to already, yeah. which is a, which is a game changer in terms of that. Now, running the company like I've been with that yeah. team, what are the sort of challenges that you find day to day? What are the biggest things that you face? Time. Is it time? It's always time. There's never enough time to do all the things you want. Um, I am a nightmare for the detail, but I think that's important. Whether you're running magazines, websites, events, we're only as good as the last magazine we put out. We're only as good as the last event. And whilst we're, we are the market leader, I never take that for granted. Um, and you work hard to stay in that position and you know, the team knows that, and they all share that passion and drive. And I think it is, it, it's getting people to understand how passionate this industry is about their own craft. And, you know, they, they will find us one. And that's great. Long may that continue to um, when I was in my previous company where hairdressers journal was before we moved to merge with the professional beauty group I ran a walk event across a lot of markets and they were great events but there was never an event where the passion of the same was at the British Hedges and, that's and actually care about other people winning genuinely supportive yeah. even if they've lost themselves they are genuinely supportive of other people winning and that's a that's a cool place to be it's rare yeah. it's rare yeah I think Thing. And actually, it is very bad. Yeah, it is. I think this year I experienced it at the college shows, particularly. Right. You know, I think there were people that actually thought they were really gonna, they were gonna win it. Oh yeah. And actually, there were a few surprises. Yeah, there were. And actually, as a result of it, those people suddenly almost looked humble again, yes. and they actually were like, "Oh my god, actually, that is a great piece of work." Absolutely. I think it's having respect for your kids. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, it's great. We have some incredible hairdressers, and uh, you know. The UK is the global head of hairdressing, I would say. It's the global heartbeat for hairdressing, the best hairdressers in the world. And you can see it today. Yeah, you can because see it's interesting today. It's, it, does Saturday feel like more an international? Yeah, it is. We had so when I checked last night on the um, booking site, we had people coming in from fifty-four countries. Really, um, and that would have changed again today because people will turn up on the day. But we were at fifty-four different countries. Like really, that's fantastic. Yeah. See, a minute ago you said about time. Yes. So being a very busy lady. Yeah. <laughs> How do you achieve that balance? Like, what's the tools that you achieve or you use? If I'm really honest, I don't think I do, Richie. <laughs> and, you know, I would never lie. Um, I've certainly not got the answer to the work-life balance. And, you know, that, that was a challenge for me because I had twins. So I have twin boys. They're older now, so it's clearly much easier because they're self-sufficient. Yeah. But you, I don't and I think many working parents will understand this. I'm not sure you ever feel you've got the balance right. Um, this industry is demanding and that's not a criticism. That's great because people are passionate about it. But, you know, hairdressing is not a nine-to-five Monday-to-Friday office job. So, and, you know, if people phone me on a Saturday or Sunday or they message me, I will respond. I will pick up because that's when they're free and that's when they have time to talk to you or they want to ask you something. I think, I, and I, I genuinely don't have an issue with that. Um it, but there is no cut off. So, and if someone's got the answer, then please tell them. <laughs> um, but, I, but I also think that you have to love it because it, it does demand a lot of your own it time. Does. But I do love it. So it's not, I think, wasn't it? Um, that's the same famous you said you do something you love you never work a day in your life and I think that's what it is I think if you've got the love and passion absolutely right then actually the work 
kind of really work. I work with great people in a yeah. great industry full of fun people who doesn't want to hang out in yeah. that kind of environment. Yeah. You know, we go into events, but they're fun. It's not like, oh, another do. It's fabulous because you're with great people having a great time. <laughs> So how's your husband go with that? Yeah, not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Used to it. I, 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 I turn up, make an appearance every now and then and leave. <laughs> it's like some might say that's the perfect relationship. Yeah, well, I think it works. <laughs> and how long have you married for? Oh, too long. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Brilliant. So maybe um, that is the secret. Yeah, the secret. What, that I'm only there about a month a year. Yeah, maybe. But we've actually been married about two years. Do you work it on that? <laughs> I love that. I love that. And it's interesting because like, during that time, like for you, what have been those big learnings as well? Um, I think if you're, I am very black and white. What you see is what you get. Um, and if people ask me for an opinion, they will get an opinion. I think some people don't always want to hear it yeah. if, if it's not the opinion they have. Um, I, I'd like to give people respect for that. You know, same for anything in business. I think it's much better to be honest with people about what you can do and what you can't do. Then you don't just point and um, we, I will, we will always strive to deliver the best and be the best version that we can be. We can always do things better. Um, you know, we'll, we'll run events. So the British Education Awards and we just say to them, that was the best one ever. It was brilliant. And it was. But there's always something I think, oh, we can have a look at that. Let's maybe tweak that a little bit. And I think, I think if I ever stopped thinking that, then that's the time for me to stop doing it. And at the minute, that doesn't look like it's happening anyway. <laughs> I think it's interesting because it's also lovely that actually it all becomes a bit easier when you feel like that. Yeah. Like tasks that get put in front of you, you actually go, no, that's fine. I yeah. can grow it. I can make it bigger. I can make it better. So also, Jane, yeah. who inspires you? Because I think you inspire a lot of people. I think you do. I think it's one of them. For me, I think I can see it when anybody like mentions your name. I can see it like even with like the team because you are you are a figure. It's one of those. So, is there somebody that you look up to? Is there somebody that um, you know? I suppose there are there are lots of people that you look up to because you look up to them for different reasons. So, you know, take Katie Boyd, yeah. um, you know what? What an amazing story to build a brand and build it to such a successful brand, um, and it's still as humble and just genuinely lovely. I mean, that is such a great advocate for the success, isn't it? You cannot lose sight of who you are, where you came from. Um, and, you know, I, mean, and, you know I, I am very fortunate that I get to spend time with you guys. And, you know, you learn you learn from them just by the way they, they talk and the things they say. Listening. I mean, especially me, I like to think I'm a bit sponge, so I'll listen yeah. to lots of people. Um, from a values point of view, I lost my mum when I was really young. But actually, my mum, and it sounds really cheeky, but it's true, my mum and my family are super important to me. They are, as much as I work like an absolute demon, they are my life. And, you know, if my kids need to stop, my family needs to be, then everything has to have to stop. And, you know, and I think you need to keep that balance because there is nothing replaces that. And, you know, and do I regret... You know, I was at Salon International when one of my sons took his first steps. Am I sad about that? Yes, I am. But I can't have it both ways, and I accept that. Do I think it's done in many parts? Absolutely not. Um, so, you know, I think you look up to different people for different things. It's, you know, I look up to various people for the way they handle themselves, they manage themselves, and they kind of just, they have that amazing ability to look really serene when you know inside it's probably just like, oh, crap, 
about it, the fact that the fact they don't can't show that. And I think that's a testament to being a good leader. And you have to instill confidence in everybody else that even when it looks like it's all about to go it's up, it's gonna be all right. Um, so there's lots there's lots of different things for different, you know, for different reasons. And um, I think, you know, some of the I often get asked, oh, why aren't there more women that have won British Hairdressery of the Year? Well, there are, and lots of women have now won British Hairdressery. You know, I mean, Sally is just an absolute visionary. And when Sally's pictures came on the year that we had to run the event in lockdown and we did it online, you just, they were so perfect for the time. They were just off the moment. Yeah. And anyone and there are lots I don't want to single people out because there are so many people that bring so much and I think that's what makes hairdressing brilliant it becomes a creative melting pot doesn't it it's like you know a friend of mine is a hairdresser and she inspires me she runs a salon in she, she works from a salon in Yorkshire but I speak to her every morning on my way into work and it's brilliant because just hearing the passion that she's still got 35 years later yep. to go and do Mrs. So-and-so who comes every Friday but she knows the difference it makes. I mean, how can you not have come to people who do that? It's great. I mean, I, th- I think I'm not taking... sure that answered your question. So well, no, no, I don't know. No, for me, I mean, it's, it's more about when you are surrounding yourself with incredible people then ultimately it just has such a positive effect on you. I only like to be surrounded by positive people. Yeah. I'm not very good with people that are negative. And yeah. I'm sure if you ask my team, um, they would say I'm not very tolerant of people that where everything's a problem. You know, there were, there were bumps in the road. We had some bumps in the road yesterday. We were building this. You can imagine. We found a solution. Nobody was saying there was a bump yesterday. You just have to look out for the solution. And actually... Put a smile on your face. That immediately makes things a bit yeah. better. Um, I know it's not always easy, but I think we owe that to each other, not to bring your 100%. negative stuff. It's interesting aware. as well because I, I did a show a couple of weeks ago about that actually, about the understanding that actually negativity is actually just an emotion. There's actually no such thing as negativity. It's like that. It's what emotion we put on a situation. Yeah, and I think at the minute. There's so we're so surrounded by it. The news is just not oh, positive. And I think that's what's affecting it's like the industry. I think that's, that's what's affecting the industry. Is that so actually having kind of like shining lights is, is kind of what so we need. Many to look up to where people are saying, you know what, it has been really tough. And you know, I think in the and I hate the pandemic, it's like the new effort Um but actually one thing I felt we did was we kept going every day doing lives and keeping that information out it's really a really nice running business yes and you know who to talk to you're probably not going to talk to investors down the road but there were groups being set up and people you know we were getting great people to come and talk to us every day on Zooms that we were doing live saying actually this is really tough and we don't know how it's going to end but we are in it together and there will be light at the end of the tunnel and we will get through it yeah but and you know what, you can't do, I get, you can't be positive every time, I'm annoyed positive, I know that, but it's, you've always got to try and find the light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. otherwise it's just a very long tunnel. So, and, I, and, and I think that's, that's such a great message to keep pushing that as well. Yeah, there's always a solution, you just got to want to find it. Yep, and taking that on board, so all these years of experience and all these incredible moments, what for you has been like a Rolls Royce moment? What's been... Oh. Is that is that yeah? Um, we I felt very privileged to host an 18th birthday party for the um, and 
he was an absolute gentleman. Um, had, he was one of the best speaking I've ever heard. Had the most incredible voice. Had this amazing ability, and I, I he knew this because I told him when he was alive, and he laughed. Um, he rang my mobile phone. I stood up. It's like the headmaster rang. It's like why am I standing up? I'm here with my own. I've just stood up because he, he's like because um, he's been us. He does, you know, um, and. But again, so humble and no no drama, no and you know, that was that was brilliant. I feel honoured every single day to work with a fantastic team. I mean that kind of part to get to do stuff like the Baron, to get to do you know, the British Agency Awards. If you ask me the day before if you know I am I am sick and but actually when you see what it means to people, it doesn't matter how many hours and days and weeks and months taking you to make that happen it's worth it because it plays back in the space yeah. the fact that you can make people feel so valued and so identified and you know that's I mean that's just a really lovely lovely I think that's incredible I love that. Now, I know you're short for time. That's right. I feel like I'm one of you, one of those days I could talk to you for a long time. Okay. I always see this little thing called the final five. Oh, go for it. Okay. So what would be the biggest thing you think you've learned in the last 12 months? I will never take the dance for granted being able to see people face to face, ever. Ever. True. And the thing I've learned the most is I never also thought I would do what somebody that I'd never met told me, and we did the same it's funny if you look back at us. Yeah, it's... We actually what, what, did it. Why do we, what, I know why we did it, but if you'd have told me three months before, we're all going to stay in, we would have been like... No, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah, when you think about that, yeah. we were very well behaved. Oh, I like that. That's, what, I think it's, that's a good point. Well I like behaved. that. Um, what's the first thing you do in the morning, the last thing you do before you go to bed? It's so bad. Is it? A number yeah. of people do that. Yeah. It's, it's a big one it'd be interesting to see it's fair I'm on site so I would obviously check my phone but I can't even say it's just when I'm at Excel I do that well I'm interested in these little next questions oh, um, <laughs> what's one thing you can't live without my phone ah! <laughs> actually I'll revise that you don't have to cut it out my family yeah good absolutely my family um, my boys yeah um, um, probably a close second my phone but no, absolutely. Like Glad that. you flipped that. Absolutely. I'm like always that. really surprised when people say that. And I was looking at them. Okay. Well, I, th- I think when you asked it, I'm thinking from a work point of view. Yeah, that's in, right. In my, in my work life, I need a phone. Yeah. So it just needs to be able to do stuff, and it's brilliant. We I can, can see because Auntie just called yes, you. So you need to answer it. I'm surprised you didn't stand up. No, I didn't stand up. Yeah, sorry, Auntie. <laughs> don't take a phone, I don't stand up with you, Rick. It was only Vidal. Um, it absolutely is my family. And actually, my friend. I have a lot of great friends. And I can, I can do, they make believe that I can do that. Strong friends. Now, in this time, favourite piece of advice you've had and a worst piece of advice that you've not listened to? Oh, that's um, I think the best bit of advice is just being yourself. Um, the worst bit of advice would probably, it wasn't even advice, but I think it's those demons that we all have in our heads that keep telling you you're not you're not qualified, you're not good enough to do this. Um, and actually, if you work hard and up or down, you can do whatever you choose to do. You just have to want to do it badly enough. Love that. Nice, simple, clean. Now, uh, I was, this is one of the ones that always catches people out, but I actually always really like it. There's a rule that you could make. Yeah, rule. <laughs> <laughs> right, wait for it. I know. <laughs> That everybody has to abide by as well. What would it be? Be respectful. Be respectful. We well, had that straight away. Yeah. Anyway, 
Yeah. I think it's quite useful. Madness costs nothing, right? It's interesting because I've, the amount of people that I've had that, that one, I'm, the one that comes up quite a lot is actually being not so judgmental. Yeah. On every level. Because I've realised, and I, I, I don't know, it's something I've found recently, I've found people to be the most more judgmental now. We make a decision straight away. And, you can't. You no. don't know what the other person's situation is. So, okay, someone they might be having a really terrible time and none of us know about, they've never experienced it, possibly understand. So just be respectful of that. Love it. See, if there's music in the background, you can hear you can hear this place. This, this place is starting to go off now. <laughs> so um where can people find you, Jane? Where should people find you on socials? So, yeah, Join you. And I do I do my own socials and I do always respond. So um, at Jacob Saw on Instagram, Jamie Saw on Twitter, Jamie Saw on Facebook. Um, so yeah, at Jacob Jane. Saw. And it's Jane with a Y. Not my Jane with a Y. So you heard it here. I'll be placing that in all of the show notes. Jane Lewis or it's been a pleasure today. Thank you so much. I look Thank forward you. to chatting to you again. Take care.